What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rocket Live. I am your host, Chris Vaglio, and I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time today to listen to an episode of the Rocket Live podcast. As always, today's interview was audio taken from a video that I did with my guest. So three quick things I just want to let everybody know of at the top of the show. Number one, you can always watch all of the video versions of these interviews over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel, and you can access the link directly to this interview by using the link in the show notes. And also while you're there too, please feel free to hit that subscribe button so that way you get notified every single time a new video is uploaded to the channel. And also please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast. Number two, if you enjoy the show and want to help and support the podcast, two ways you could do that is using the link in the show notes and heading over to buy me a coffee. And over there, uh, you can feel free to buy me a coffee and, and set whatever amount that you would like or that you feel most comfortable with. And another way that you can support the show is you can head over to my merch store, uh, which you can access through the links here in the show notes and feel free to buy a piece of merchandise. We have all kinds of cool branded Rocket Growth Agency and Rocket Live merch over there. And uh, every time you buy a piece of merch, you're not only supporting the show, but we also do donate a portion of the proceeds to local charities here in New Jersey. And number three, if you're a creative business professional right now that listening to this and you need help creating a rock star business and brand that will help you get noticed, feel confident and bring in more clients, then I definitely want to talk with you. Please feel free to use the link in the show notes and schedule a free 30 minute consultation with me as I'd be happy to help to get your business rocking. Now with that, let's start the show. Without further ado, I want to bring on our outstanding guest for today. I'm really excited to have him on. I got Mr. Ricky McEachern on with us today, podcaster, artist, all around, traveled, educated, creative individual. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you coming on today and uh, and spending some time with us because uh, I know there's a lot I'd like to dig into uh, with all the different things you're involved in. So, Ricky, uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? And I know I put a lot in the notes and things like that, but see, I, I have the the unique fortune of knowing you for a little bit. But for everybody out there listening, why don't you give everybody a little bit about your background? Sure. So I am an artist living in Chicago. Um, I am an oil painter. I do representational art. This is an example of some of my art behind me. Um, and I also host a weekly podcast called Eager to Know, which is conversations with creative leaning people. So I talk to all sorts of creative people. My background is not in creativity. It's not in a creative area at all. Although I was a super creative kid, right. you know, elementary school, um, you know, fifth, yeah. fourth grade, I was kind of the artsy kid. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with science around fifth grade. Okay. And I kind of dropped the artsy thing and I ended up pursuing a career more focused on science. So I have a degree in engineering. I have a degree in plastics engineering, which is kind of a weird uh, a weird degree. Um, and my first career was in industrial sales. So I worked oh, wow. for global chemical companies selling plastic, which was a really good job for some people. It wasn't the right job for me. Um, I then transitioned to something different. I got into internet technology. 
And I was first I was a developer and then I was a project manager. So neither one of those jobs are very creative. Um, ultimately, about 10 years ago, that per, that elementary school kid, he kind of came up and I decided that I really need to express uh, the creative, my creative side, mm-hmm. and which it really wasn't dormant. It was, it would reveal itself in, right. in different ways. So I started painting mm-hmm. and then um, I moved to Chicago four years ago and I moved here not knowing anybody and not knowing really anybody in the art community. And I figured I need a way to get myself to show myself as a creative individual, as opposed to posting artwork on Instagram. Right. So I, decided I would do a podcast. Um, I like to talk. I'm very curious. So I figured I would talk to other painters. And it quickly turned into something much bigger than that because I realized that I have a lot more questions for creative people who don't do what I do. Mm -hmm. So if you're creative and you're not a painter, I have a lot more questions for you. And also I realized that um, I can expand my audience, not my audience, the, the guests, uh, outside of tr- people that do roles that are considered traditionally creative. Mm-hmm. And uh, so really the guests that I have, it's really quite broad. Yeah. And I have listened and you have, I mean, you got a lot of episodes of this podcast. I mean, this you're, you're like in the nineties now, I think. Yeah. I am yeah. editing 98 today. Yeah. So you're getting close at a hundredth episode. <laughs> I, I know I got to figure out what I'm going to do for a hundred. I know you got to, you got to do something uh, spectacular because I mean, it's a hundredth episode. I mean, that, that's quite an accomplishment, but uh, yeah. I, 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 what that's, see, that's one of the things I really love about your podcast is, and we'll get into this because it's, I know it's part of the mission um, of the show and what you're doing, but yeah, you have a great diversity of guests that come on and talk about all the different things, uh, you know, that they do. In fact, we just, yeah, we just had a comment from Meredith Grundy, uh, who says great podcast, by the way, but I, she was just recently a guest on the show and, you know, even her background is, is fascinating. And I think that you find, you have a really great way of finding people with like these backgrounds or the things that they're doing, but then really digging in to like why they do what they do where they're like how you just told the story of like where you came from, you know, and sort of like then the paths and where they led you, you, you have a great way of doing that. And I, I've said that to you before, like the way you interview people has a very like NPR ish quality to it that I, but I think that's good. I think that's a great quality as an interviewer. Uh, well, thank you. It all comes from my genuine curiosity, mm. which that I've had since I was the littlest kid. Uh, you know, I mentioned that I fell in love with science. The right. reason why I fell in love with science was because in fifth grade, when Miss Letitia started teaching us about the atom, the electron, the proton, and the neutron, mm-hmm. I was so excited that adults were obviously as curious as me right. because that's what that meant to me. That meant mm-hmm. to me that people were thinking about our world in a way that I didn't realize other people thought about the world, even as a little kid, I know that sounds crazy, but you know, when I was taught about the atom, I totally bought into it. I'm like, I'm down with this. I get it. I understand what Miss Latige is telling me. And I was very, very excited um, that other people were curious. So this curiosity 
is really what drives this whole thing. When you're, mm -hmm. my interviews are, it's not an act. Like I am genuinely yeah. curious about not just what people are producing and doing cre creatively. Right. I want to know how you got there. And yeah. what's, what's different about you? Because I very quickly realized that most of us are very, we uh, the commonalities amongst everyone, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's much bigger than yeah. I, than I thought. Um, and you know, we all hear we're all the same. And I was always like, yeah, whatever. When I started doing the podcast, I realized that the percentage of what we all have in common is way bigger. So in the podcast, I am trying to find out what is different about your experience that's unique to you and what my guests can learn, uh, what my audience can learn from that. Yeah. And I think that's really great. And this goes in, this ties in directly to, I know one of your, one of the missions of the show, which is that unlocking that, that first grader inside of you, you know, that, and that, that creativity. And I think that's really great because how you were saying how the excitement of, of learning about the atom and how that works and just being like, Oh my gosh, this is like a real thing that every makes up everything in our world. And it is, it's that, that genuine curiosity that then sparks the creativity and I think that's a really cool part of your mission is, is to say that, that, you know, trying to awaken that that first grader inside of you to tap into that creativity. I think that's that just goes along with everything that you were just saying. Yeah. When you think about being in first, second grade, when we would have art class, it really wasn't art class. I mean, at least for me, first and second right. grade, everything was done in one room and we would have art period mm -hmm. and all of this stuff would be brought out, you know, art supplies. And I think that when you're in first, second, third grade, when you're doing the art period, there is no art star, you know, right. no, no first grader is saying, Ugh, I can't even draw a stick figure, which is what adults say all the time. Right. First graders don't say that. They just do it. And what's great about doing that as a, you know, five-year-old, six-year-old, you're using a part of your brain that we all still have. And it's your imagination. And it's taking your imagination and kind of formulating a plan on how I'm going to execute what is in my head onto the paper. And then you do it. And then you look at what you got. And then you, you experience feelings based on what you got. And maybe you share it. And maybe you talk about it. And you do that as a youngster. You do that without judging yourself. Mm -hmm. Our brains are kind of the same as adults. Yeah. So we still have the ability to do that. And all of that process that I just described, I don't necessarily think that adults do that process. Um, and I think it's really important to do that. Yeah. You know what? It's a great point. Cause I think what happens is, is, you know, we grow up, we become adults, right. And things change, right. We're just not as open, open or perceptive. Right. I just feel like we forget, you know, we forget. I think we're, we're capable. We have it still in us, but at some point we just forget how to use that part of us and that process. And we, we, we don't rely on it anymore. And we sort of replace it with this like adult version, you know, and I think we begin to lose that sense of wonder. We just begin to lose touch with that part of ourselves, um, which is, which I think just happens, you know? And so I feel like that rediscovering and getting back in touch with that part of yourself that is actually still there, I think is big. I think it's huge. And I think this is too speaks to creativity 
and why I know one of your things that you often talk about is, listen, everybody's creative. Everybody has creativity inside of them, what they're doing. It's just how are they expressing it? How are they doing it? It doesn't always necessarily have to become a painting behind you or a book or, you know, it, it really creativity is is what you personally make of it and how you're being creative in what you're doing. And so that's another big part of your show as I listen to your interviews, how you're able to get people to realize that and draw the parallels of, you know, and not so much like what's creative and what's not creative, but just like what they're doing and how that is looked at as creative and the perception of, of what is creativity. Yeah. Well, I think when we get, when we become adults, obviously there is, there's a, a branching where there's, the kids that go on the creative path, and then there's the kids that go on the non-creative path. I obviously went on the non-creative path, right. and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I think, um, you know, living in 2021, mm -hmm. so much of what we are being bombarded with is other people's creativity. Right. So it's all been pre-digested for you, and it's mm -hmm. all been pre-packaged. Even the news, which used to be just facts, at least I remember it being facts when I was a kid, now it's all narrative. And there's teams mm -hmm. of people that are – these are creative people in many cases right. who are repackaging everything that you're seeing. Um, and even when you go to a store, if you go to a Target, um, it's not like you would go to a uh, – you know, maybe 50 years ago, if you went to a store, there would be a person who designed the interior of the store. Mm -hmm. And it was like their job to yeah. like figure it out. Now yeah. it's all you go to a target. It's all been figured out in corporate and they just tell people what to do. So just everything has been is already been figured out by other creative people. So, you know, I tell this to people all the time who say they want to be creative, but then they spend all weekend watching Netflix. And I'm like, do you know that you are, you are experiencing someone else's creative dream? Right. That's what you're experiencing. Yeah. It's someone else's dream was to create a script, to be a director, and you are absorbing that. And you feel like you're being creative, um, but, you're, but you're really not. And I think that it's harder and harder because of the way everything is being delivered to us. Um, and so there is creativity everywhere, but it's being delivered to us. And I think that it's you have to proactively uh, find ways to create yourself. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. And I think that so for me, like I know personally when I and this is me personally. So I know as I'm watching shows whatever they are um and whether i'm listening to other podcasts or i'm reading things i mean for me obviously yeah i'm, I'm enjoying it i'm entertained which is was yeah. part of that but of but i am like i get so inspired and so influenced uh, so by by so many things around me and those things to me are like these little sparks like for me like i need i kind of need that creative stimulation Sure. Because I so much get stuck in me, like, oh my god, this is terrible. I just want to burn this down. This this sucks. Like, you know, but but I don't listen or look at other things and get like, oh, beat myself up with that. I, I look at it because it's like, you know, like when I listen to your show, like I listen to the way you interview people, and that inspires me because I say, wow, 
I really like the way Ricky interviews people. Like I, this makes me want to be a better interviewer and how to ask right questions or how to go a little bit deeper and probe. So I get really inspired by other people's creativity because I want to, you know, better my game or just, you know, become more motivated and say, wow, that, that song is great. I love the way that that goes. And like, so how do I take that feeling and then parlay that into, you know, basically my day? Like, how can I weave that same energy into all the things that I'm doing? And that's how I, that's how I ingest and interpret, like other than just being purely entertained and say, you know, I just got to switch it off for a couple hours. So, you know, like going to see Ghostbusters over the weekend was just like pure joy for me. It was it was <laughs> awesome. It was so nice to sit in a theater and just like turn off for like, you know, a couple hours and and just enjoy that film. Um, but even still, I walked out of there feeling like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Like just being completely inspired. But but that's, you know, and I think that there is uh, there is that right. Like consuming other people's creative, which we do day in and day out. Um but then also like, then how do you use that? You know, is it just, Hey, I'm just purely entertained, which is totally fine. Or are you using it to motivate and inspire the things that you're doing, which is all, you know, all artists, anybody has been creative. That's all we ever do. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. There's definitely, I agree a hundred percent. I think there's definitely a, uh, a range between mm -hmm. consuming content that is just a distraction versus observing creative stuff that is truly inspiring. You know, there's sure. some podcasts that I listen to, which I probably shouldn't listen to because it's just people like yelling and the, yeah. so I, when I'm listening, the reason why I listen to it is I don't have to think like right. I'm basically shutting my brain off and I am just, um, you know, hardwired into this person's brain and it's just a break. But I also can experience things like I have art books that I look at all the time. My house is filled with art books and I will look at artwork all the time as a way to inspire myself. I just saw a movie the other night, which I can't believe I never saw this movie called The Artist. Did you ever see this movie? I actually have never seen it, but I know oh about God. it. <laughs> this movie was so good. Um, I think it maybe won an Academy Award. I oh, think, wow. Mm -hmm. I think the actor won an Academy Award. Okay. Um, but it's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. And it was very inspiring. It made me rethink of a whole bunch of things uh, um, that, I, that I do. And I think one of the reasons why I liked it, it was super simple. It was fairly mm -hmm. simple. Right. Um, it was a fairly simple story, and it's a story about silent movies. So it's a silent, oh, it's essentially a silent, cool. it's a black okay. and white silent movie. It's, you know, it's, it was just filmed about 10 years ago, mm -hmm. but it is stylized in this clean way, this clean, simple way that um, silent movies were filmed. And because there is no color and because there is no sound, mm -hmm. it's a much simpler delivery. And your brain has to sort of fill in a little bit more. So your brain isn't just dead in a brain. Right. It, it actually has to fill in the blanks. It's kind of like the difference between reading a book and seeing a movie based on the book. Like yeah. your brain has to be a bit more active. And after I saw that movie, it just really, it was so inspiring that someone could tell such a beautiful story um, you in such a simple way. And right. I thought, and there was also some clever elements to it that was, and it, that was just an example of 
you know, the opposite of listening to the podcast of someone yelling at yelling. <laughs> yeah. Completely uh, where different experience. Where you're consuming, you know, content that's inspiring. Yeah. And I, I think that is, like you said, I, I think that's the big difference is, you know, just having content that just sort of like hits you and, you know, lets you check out and then other content that actually like motivates you, inspires you and, you know, really gets you, really gets you going and gets you thinking. Um, and so now I'm like, now I'm like, I got to go check out this movie. Cause I remember, I remember the trailers for it now and being like, that looks really cool. And then just never seeing it. Now, now you're like bringing it back. And I'm like, all right, now I, now I got to put this on my, my, my must watch list. Yeah. It's uh, on Amazon prime. So if you're a prime okay. member, uh, it's, it's free. Yeah. Which is another thing, right? Remember how hard it, we were just talking about like the ease of like how we're able now to do things like this and, you know, still find ways of like, kind of like, oh, it doesn't work. And this is that, but you know, <laughs> but it's like, yo, know, here we are. Like, uh, you know, we could just dial up a film and, and watch it. <laughs> we just talked about it. Now I can go on and just, and that's the technology is now there where we could just like watch anything we want at whim. I remember years ago, I was at the beach with my friends and it was, when it was before the iPod came out, but it was when Napster, like MP3 players, yep. oh yeah, were a thing, and I think we must have had cell phones. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember telling people, you know, someone needs to create a device that because we're at the beach, right? That you can actually download music from the internet onto like your boom box at the beach right. <laughs> and listen to it. And everyone was like, whoa, that is crazy. And I just thought I was so smart because I thought of this thing. <laughs> and yeah, and now obviously all this stuff is exceeded yeah. our expectations. I, as 100% exceeded our expectations. I mean, it's like, you know, and this is why, and also I think this ties in though to like talking about content and creativity, but also podcasting. And things like that, where, you know, I know the joke is, is like, well, everybody has a podcast now. And, it, you know, listen, I've got two shows. You've got uh, a couple things you're working on. Uh, we've got, you know, the access to Instagram lives and things like this. And they're just our ability to be able to broadcast uh, to an audience, go live at any moment in time or record things that people consume still absolutely blows me away. But I think that what you're just talking about, like the ability to be able to do that, and I think the explosion of, you know, podcasting and audio and audio and video in this live stream is is really been a, I'm not going to say game changer, but it's been something that's really, I think, has gotten people to step out of their comfort zones a little bit more. Um, than what they normally would have done. And I feel like that more and more people, because it's such an accessible technology, that it's easy for anybody right now to, and I say easy, but honestly, it's it's pretty much as easy as you can create an entire podcast right from your right from your phone. I mean, yeah. you could literally, and there's services out there where you could just do it all and it's automated. And so I could do a 10-minute show and put it up there and get it up for people to to listen to or to watch or whatever. And I think that where the joke, oh, everybody has a podcast. Yeah, it's funny. But then again, it's also like, well, it comes back to, well, who's your audience, right? And who are you trying to grow? 
And I think that oftentimes people automatically think, well, you need Joe Rogan type audience. And if you can't have a Joe Rogan type audience, then this is kind of a waste of your time. And I completely, I, ve- I vehemently disagree with that because your audience is your network, right? The people you are connected to. So if it's 50 people, hey, your audience is 50 people and that's great. And that's 50 people that are going to support you and are interested in what you're doing. Um, if your audience is, you know, 500 people, a thousand people, whatever it is, like, you're creating content that comes from you that the people around you are interested in. And that to me, that's, that's the first win. So when you, when people make the jokes of, well, everybody has a podcast, well, well, yeah, but I'm producing content because the people around me, the people support me, the, the, the network I'm in, they find what I have to say interesting or informative or entertaining or whatever it is. And I think that that's really at the end of the day, like that's the most important thing, you know, and I, I wanted to see like what your thoughts were on that, because I know that you're um, super active and your your shows you, you've been doing your show. You're like I said, well, you're, you're almost 100 episodes in your show's been growing. Um, your audience is growing. And I know there's other things that you're, you've got sort of in the hopper or things like that. But I mean, what are your thoughts on the everybody has a podcast type of thing? Well, there's definitely a low barrier, you know, a low barrier of entry to get yeah. your content out there. Um, right. So, you know, it used to be a very small door to get your whatever out to the world. Yeah. Um, now it's a very large door and everyone's in the room. So you have to, uh, you know, my, my thought is I just want to be, I don't want to take this for granted that mm-hmm. I have the ability to do this. I am, I am very careful about what I put out. Um, mm-hmm. And I careful meaning I want to pay attention to what my audience is interested in and what right. my audience finds valuable. I don't want to be in a situation where I am just doing what feels like the right thing to do for that day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just having a creative experience on a podcast. Uh, and if you don't like it, too bad. Um, that's not my approach. Like I, right. I reach out to my listeners quite often mm-hmm. to get feedback, to find out what is... Um, it's not what they like. What do you, what do they find valuable? You know, because right. I really want to help people um, think, see themselves differently in the world, and what is helpful in doing that. Um, I'll also so I think that's that's really important is just to be really uh, I wouldn't say focused is the right word, but just be very aware of what it is you are trying to do, what you're trying to get out there, what your message is. Um, what you're trying to, whether you're influencing people and what that is and making sure that, uh, the content that you put out is, is supporting that. The other thing, you know, the other comment that I just want to make about this, this is a, uh, a bigger idea, uh, right. when we talk about low barrier to entry, you know, living in 2021, we have so many advantages of, uh, information that we have available to us. Mm -hmm. and um, things that we can do. You know, I'm doing a lot of video editing for a new project, and I can't help but think of when people were creating movies in the late 20s that they had to, like, slice film. And I had to remind myself to be, you know, when I'm bitching about Final Cut Pro, how grateful I am that I am able to do all this. So I guess my point is there's, there's no excuses. Like, if you can't... If you don't know how to do something, you can go on YouTube 
and find out information so true immediately. So yes. it all comes back to you and your ability to stay motivated, to stay focused, and to whatever, however, whatever it takes for you to do it. All of the tools are out there. All of the channels are available to you. And everything is mostly free. So it really yeah. comes back to you and being, uh, you know, focused and motivated and having a, a clear vision of what you want to do um, because you, everything is available for you to do it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love everything you just said there, because I think uh, that was really great advice too about when you're creating content and, and being mindful uh, I, I think that that is, that is big, you know, and that's not to say, you know, don't try like, listen, everybody has to start somewhere and you've got to try things out and you've got to experiment. I mean, this is, you know, it's still creativity at the end of the day. Not everything's going to be a home run, but that's all right. The more you do it, the better you get. So don't be dissuaded. And I, and the technology is there. And the thing is, is yes, there is access to so many resources, a majority of them free to get your questions answered. Like literally, if you haven't done this, I mean, go into Google, go into YouTube and literally type in, how do I, and there's probably about 30 different videos or more made to answer just that one question. And uh, and they're out there because I, I do that too. I, I still am active in, in editing. I, I create content and there's things I just get stuck on or I just can't remember how to do. And I could go right onto YouTube and boom, oh, there it is. Great. There's the tutorial. Oh, now I remember how to do it. Or now I know how to do that um, because I just didn't know how to do it before. I didn't know what the shortcut was or I didn't know, you know, that I had to go into settings and uncheck this little thing to make that work. <laughs> and it's like, oh, geez, well, I'm so glad this video exists because now I now I know exactly how to do that. But but I, I agree with everything that you, you said. I think that was uh, really spot on. Um, so for anybody listening or watching out there, if you are, if you're thinking about creating a podcast or a live stream, or I mean, really whatever, you know, think about what, what Ricky said there about, you know, just being mindful about your audience and, you know, what they may want from you, you know, and sometimes it takes a little experimenting and, but it also just straight up ask, you know. Just ask, see, see what, see what they say. I mean, you know, have that conversation. I think that's huge. I really think that's huge advice. Yeah. I recently had on my podcast, uh, a opener, there's a new T-bar around the corner from me, Eli mm -hmm. T-bar in Chicago. And I interviewed the owner and, um, he talked about when he wanted to, his background was as a research scientist. So when he opened up a tea bar, he asked a lot of questions and he did a lot of research on what failed with other similar businesses and right. what was successful. So it was a more of an entrepreneurial mindset as opposed to like a creative expression. Like I just have this dream and I'm going to just do it. He was yeah. like, well, I got that, but you know what? I'm going to do a little research because I want to make sure that the foundations of what I'm putting are, mm -hmm. are solid in the, in, you know, in business. Yeah, exactly. I think that's <laughs> extremely wise. And I think that that's a, that's a really great perspective on that uh, for sure. 
I have a question for you, and I know we're, we're starting to wind down, but I, I think that this is – I'd really like to hear your um, answer to this because I think that I, – I see, I I, um, I am not a painter. I, I can't paint for anything. I'm not very good at it. Um, I, in my head, I feel like, oh, I could do it, and then I try, and it just looks like garbage. <laughs> but and I, and I love see I love your paintings and I, I love your art and I would love to know from you how you view like now you're you know you do a lot of podcasting you're involved in that kind of content creation side of things. How did and you still are a painter so it's not like you you've stopped painting but how did painting and you doing that art help you translate that or make the move into more podcasting and, and content creation on that side? Like were there parallels, were there lessons learned from that, that you were able then to apply to podcasting? How do the two like really, you know, work with each other as far as skill sets and creativity? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think it was a sequence of creative, like a creative transformation, so to speak, mm -hmm. where like a door unlocked. The And I think becoming a competent painter gave me confidence in my creative brain. Mm -hmm. um, it also kind of rewires your brain a little bit because when you are, when you are painting, you have to look at, the world around you in a way that is different than when you're just walking around going for a walk. Um, because you're looking, you're looking for different things. You're right. looking for changes in value. You're, you're seeing, uh, things as shapes. So it's just a different way of looking at the world. And so that sort of started to unlock some doors for me. And that ultimately led to really doing the podcast because I would not have been able to have the conversations that I am having with people, even if they're not painters, if I hadn't gone through that process of changing my brain in that way. And the reason why I said it was sort of a transformational journey, because that journey sort of started when I picked up photography and I picked up photography, I think around 2008. And that was in somewhat in the same way, when you are walking right. around taking photographs with a camera, you are you're experiencing the world in a different way because you're mm -hmm. not you're looking at things. You're looking for the shot, and it kind of changes the way you view the world. So that sort of got extended even further in painting, and I think it's just a progression of how my brain, creative brain evolved, and it sort of turned into the podcast. And I think my next venture, I think, is taking further. Yeah, see, and that's that's why I wanted to ask that question, because I, I do find that fascinating, and I wanted to see, like, how the one thing carries over into the other and how it helps. And and the, the key thing I took away from that was, you know, like you said, the, the rewiring of your brain and how that process in itself then helps you to you know do the interviews you do and helps you to produce that show those shows and i think that that's that's really interesting to me because i i feel like that that is um you know it's really i think great insight into how whatever it is that you're doing and how you can carry that things over and those lessons learned that help you to apply to create something new and I think that I just, I don't know, I, I love hearing that because I, I find that extremely fascinating, uh, that that end of things is like your 
you're learning the discipline and how you view the world through painting and then how that now carries through to, you know, interviewing your guests on the show and getting them to talk about things that may be or being asked things that not necessarily that they may have been asked in another interview or maybe have never been asked. Who knows? So I, I, find, I find that um, process that you just described very, very fascinating to me. And I, I thank, thanks for sharing that. Of course. And I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not unique. I am not anything mm-hmm. special. I am just like anybody else. So I think that if you put your, the human brain is so adaptable right. and, you know, anyone who puts themselves into a new experience, um, you have potential to, and you're open to it, to change the way you view, view the world around you and mm-hmm. your relationship to the world around you. Yeah, I think that's that is that is super key. And I think that's something to be very mindful of, um, you know, as as people are creating, I think people have a tendency of really getting down on themselves uh, on the things they do, or I can't do this, or how could this ever translate? And I and I feel like that that's, you know, that's just a uh, it's just head trash is really what it is at the end of the day, because everybody's capable of doing anything that they want. Like, you know, you're you're born with all your abilities, like you have them and you use them. You know, we're all born with everything that we absolutely positively need to succeed or create or do whatever we want in life. It's just a matter of tapping into them and utilizing the best parts of ourselves, all our strengths and not viewing them as weaknesses or anything like that. And just leaning into leaning into all that. I I truly I truly do believe that. And I think that that oftentimes, you know, as as human beings, because that's what we're humans we get really wrapped up into our own heads and wind up not using things or looking at things differently than we probably should, because not that anybody's told us this It's just this perception we've built up of ourselves that keeps us from, you know, truly doing some of the things that we really want to do. Very good. I agree. Any final words? <laughs> um, Let's see. I was going to, I, I think, um, I guess I was going to give a, a little bit of advice if people are looking yeah. to, Do you it. know, this relates to what you were just saying. And, uh, you know, I think a big part of being competent in anything creative is just consistency and not being upset with how you do. And I tell people all the time who, you know, you mentioned that you can't draw or paint, you know, if you took rather than if, I don't know what you do in the morning when you're reading, drinking your coffee, but a lot of times people are on the internet reading news. If you take that half hour and you did a still life, get a sketch pad and a pencil, and you did a still life for that half hour instead of reading the news every morning, uh, I think you'd probably really, you're not going to be happy maybe the first week, but I think within a couple of weeks, you're going to be shocked at how your brain is actually going to start making connections and your still life is going to be pretty good or it's going to be further along in a half hour. Now, whether that is a still life or whether it's writing a short story every morning, right. or whether it's writing a poem, or even if it's just writing in your journal or something where you're not consuming, but you're actually creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and just do the same thing consistently every day for a month, for like a half hour or 20 minutes, and just put it on your calendar, I think everyone would be shocked at how quickly the brain adapts. I love that. I love that. I think that's, that is huge, huge advice. And uh, it's that stuff I've told people myself, and it's advice I need to take for myself as well. Um, because you're right. I mean, one of the things I've been trying to work on forever has been like a book. 
and uh, and I just can't get going. Like I, I, I can only get so far, and it's really of my own making, of my own, you know, reasons why no, nobody else is keeping me from doing it. It's all me. But I like that, and that's something I need to remember for myself is that, you know, uh, instead of doing that, maybe in the mornings I, I do that. I write for 20 to 30 minutes and get a, just get started um, and put that on my calendar. So I have everything else on my calendar. Why not just have like, hey, from uh, 8 to 8.30 or 8.30 to 9.30, like I'm just writing for 30 minutes, you know, even yeah. if it's like winds up becoming like four sentences. Hey, great. I wrote like good, you know, done. So I love that. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, I feel like you and I could go on for another two and a half hours. <laughs> of just like talking about creativity and art and podcasting and all and all the fun stuff. But uh, I know everybody's going to get probably pretty bored of that very quickly. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I really appreciate you coming on today and, and spending some time with us and talking about uh, sharing with us your background, uh, your your thought process, of course, talking about. Uh, your show, which I, I I really do enjoy your show a lot. Uh, it's called, uh, for anybody listening, once again, the uh, show is called Eager to Know. And you can get that anywhere you listen to podcasts. But mostly, you want to head over to Apple and Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Those are the two best places uh, to listen to the podcast and you can connect with Rick over at rickyartist.com. All these links are in the show notes. So you'll be able to access all of them anytime. And you can go over and follow Ricky on Instagram at eager. Uh, I guess that's underscore two underscore no. And then over at Ricky McEachern artist. That's also his other Instagram account as well. And Meredith Grundy is checking in with a thank you both. So thank you, Meredith, for, for watching today. And make sure you listen to Meredith's ep, uh, episode of your show, because I, I thought that was that was a great you guys were great together. That was a that was a great episode. Yeah, she was a wonderful guest. And I was so curious about improv, which is what she we talked about. Yeah. So I went into it with tons of questions and she answered all of them. So that was wonderful. Yeah, that was that was a really that was a really really fun episode. I mean, a lot of your episodes you do are are great, and I, I just you know I encourage really anybody uh, who's watching or listening to this to to take a listen to uh, to Ricky's show. Uh, eager to know, uh, there's a lot of great interviews on there, and I, I kind of feel like there's something for everybody on there. I think yeah, it's all, know, all sorts of yeah. pe- all sorts of people. I have a lot of painters. Um, I have some photographers. I have actors. I have um, musicians, singers, songwriters. I have an astrologer. I had a um, a mind reader. I had a voiceover actor. I mean, how cool was that? Like, who? I had so many questions for this voiceover actor. And, that was a uh, cool episode. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot from that. I thought, you know, after working with voice actors for over twenty years, being in a production company, it's like I. You know, you're still learning. And I loved hearing, um, you know, his side and his perspective. That was that was a really cool episode. Plus, he had such a great voice, of course. So, of course, just, well, yeah. he sounded amazing. <laughs> Got to have that golden voice. That's 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 the key part of it. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks so much, Rick, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, as I said, make sure everybody heads over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to listen to Eager to Know. Make sure you follow him over there. Uh, connect with Ricky. Um, he's got 
like I said, we all his links are in the show notes and uh, and also um, lots of sponsorship opportunities for Eager to Know as well. So if you're interested in becoming a uh, Eager to Know sponsor uh, on his podcast, uh, definitely get in touch with him because he's got a lot of cool opportunities there. Uh, for sure. And uh, you don't have to be an artist to advertise. It's <laughs> just so you know, uh, we're looking for looking for sponsors of all shapes and sizes. All right, everybody. Well, this has been an awesome uh, show. I'm really happy everybody could join us here live. I want to thank you all again for, for participating today, uh, wherever you're watching us live. Uh, thank you to everybody who will be watching the replay of this. Uh, wherever you're watching the replay. And for those of you that are listening to the audio version of this, I really appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, Of course, uh, you can follow us uh, right here, uh, wherever you're connected with me, uh, to watch the live shows, which most of the times happen on on Tuesdays. Uh, So you can watch uh, on Twitch, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook. That's usually where uh, we're streaming the show out live. And, of course, you can connect with the audio version pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. I want to thank our official show sponsor once again, Kerry Zarb of kerryzarb.com. You want to head over if you're a podcaster and you're looking to expand your reach and market your podcast, you want to download her seven days of simple podcast marketing, go right to kerryzarb.com backslash simple. That's kerryzarb.com backslash simple, seven days of simple podcast marketing. Please support our show sponsors because they support us. And if you're looking for another way to support the show, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash Vaglio. As I said at the top of the show, you know, there's some bills to pay around here. And so every little bit helps. Or, you know, if you just want to buy me a nice cup of coffee, which, you know, I can always use. I'm always loving my cup of coffee. Uh, You get it over there and uh, we would really appreciate it as it does help the show grow. And if you're looking to connect with me directly, uh, you can text the words Let's Rock to 88500. That's the words Let's Rock, no spaces, over to 88500. And that will give you access to uh, to all my contact information as well as different links to download some things that I have, like a, a checklist and a quiz that I've got and all kinds of other fun uh, rocket growth agency uh good time goodies things whatever (laughs) they're they're all there for you so check them all out all right so with that everybody i'm gonna leave you all ricky any last 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 final words before we sign off for the day oh gosh uh i don't know i think just doing something creative every day and not judging yourself if you're not great at what you're doing just set some time aside and do a little something every day consistently awesome Very wise words, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing that. And for all of you out there, always be authentic, always be yourself, and always remember to rock it. We will see you next time. Have an awesome rest of the week, everyone. Cheers. Once again, just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Rocket Life podcast. Please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this. And also, don't forget, you can watch the video version of this interview over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel. Just use the link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to rock it. Rocket.